0: You're listening to The College Loop, your number one podcast for Auburn sports, talking all things orange and blue every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Hey, you know what to do when you grow, you know what's right? 19, 16, I I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's one o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 76 of the College Loop Podcast, and back in the day, whenever I was just coming up with a player for these, uh, it's very fitting today as number 76, we can also talk about Jeremiah Wright a little bit, in fact, this is the offensive line preview of the position-by-position position breakdown, and it's just me today in the studio, studio quote-unquote uh everybody's got stuff to do Daniel's at a Red Sox game Colin is working and uh Tar is also working too I was about to make a joke by him being uh about him being the bacon mascot but yeah just me and to start off we are going to get right into the offensive line position and starting from last year this is a very weak position for this Auburn Tigers team and they ranked 90th last year in sacks allowed with 32 and surprisingly enough two of the offensive linemen from this team last year did get signed to teams but that's strictly because of size and size alone looking into this season it it is hard for me to believe that the 2023 offensive line is going to be anything close to what we saw the last few seasons from this offensive line because it comes down to what the the recruiting mantra that Hugh Freeze has been going into ever since he got to the Plains. And if you want to go through the twenty twenty three recruiting class, I mean you picked up two O linemen right there, uh four O linemen, five sorry, five O linemen. There we go. I can't count today. Five O linemen in high school, slash community JUCO. <coughs> and Connor Lou, the big four star center, Clay Whedon, three star up in uh Interior offensive lineman. Sorry, words or acronyms are getting me today. A Xavier Miller, offensive tackle. Braden Joyner, big guard from Auburn High. And Tyler Johnson, a tackle from Louisiana. Another big three-star there. And then the real meat and potatoes of this offensive line is all coming from the transfer portal. And, of course, the big gets are, of course, Avery Jones, who is probably was the top-ranked, offensive lineman in the class if i if i'm remembering that correctly he was one of the he was either one or two and he's starting at center and the offensive line starts there and looking at Avery jones and his potential to be and all this this guy could be an award winner that's how good he is and if his offensive line pans out to be as as i've been saying part of the best offensive line we've seen since 2017 yeah i it starts with Avery Jones and the guards are one thing. We don't know who's really going to start at the guard position. We have an idea of who it could be, but Avery Jones is solidifying that center position. And I think when he goes center one and center two, I think this it's best tandem, one of the best tandems on this team that doesn't get talked about because you have Avery Jones and then you have Connor Liu who's backing him up, who from all accounts has been one of the best looking true freshmen on the squad. And just to get into the, I'm just, just going to skip to the tackles. The guards are going to be a little bit more of a discussion because we don't really know who's going to start at guard quite yet. But a tackle that we have been constantly talking about throughout the entirety of this transfer class is Gunnar Britton, the big six foot six guard, tackle from Western Kentucky, who ranked as a top three tackle in the country per PFF. And like I've been saying, he's going to be playing right tackle. Uh, we thought it was going to be left tackle when every first guy here, but he's moved to right tackle. And I think he was going to be the best player on this offensive line going into the next year. So much so that I think he's going to be a first round pick in the 2024 draft. And I think he, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he won an award. And I'm going to knock on wood for that one. Just because this offensive line gets, especially just stopping at every Jones and and Gunnar Britton, th- those are my two. Like, keep an eye on them. Because Gunnar Britton is really good. He's a big, strong, tackle who is great at pass blocking and he did not give up a lot of sacks last year and that, that's evident from the fact that austin reed west kentucky's quarterback had a career season last year it just it's probably the best transfer pickup that the tigers have seen this offseason just because Gunnar Britton is just that good and to switch to the left tackle i mean you have a guy from tulsa who's from philip montgomery's neck of the woods dylan wade is a play left tackle and Good Lord, what a tandem these two big boys are. Uh, Dilla Wade, another big, powerful tackle who's going to be th- shutting down pass rushers. And you it just speaks. I, I, we This is a Hugh Freeze fan page, if I've ever seen one, just because this offensive line that he just brought in, especially these three that I've talked about thus far, are going to pay dividends to this upcoming season. And when you look at last season's offensive line, it was horrendous. It was terrible. It was bad. It was God awful. But if this offensive of line doesn't live to the expectations that I have, at least a very high expectation, if they can just be average, that's a pretty big incline from last season. And a couple of other guys that were brought in, uh, I, I Jaden Muskrat is a, a t- guard that was brought in and I, think that was pretty much it for the alignment i don't see a lot of playing time for Muskrat except for like switching out different positions but yeah the offensive line for just those two right there for those three right there is huge but to start with the guard position i think the starters are going to be jeremiah wright who if you know who jeremiah wright is he is a monster of a human being and was auburn's best offensive lineman last season and of course, starting I think he's gonna be a left guard, and then right guard I think is going to be Tate Johnson. It was, I've been hearing the center from last season. And be honest with you, I I don't I don't know how I feel right now about Tate Johnson being a guard. Uh, I, I think he can do it. I, I've heard of good things. I just want to see it in in a game setting more than just practice, because looking down the rest of it, you have Cameron Stutz who's been trying to get some playing time. The backups for this offensive line are outstanding. But t- I, I believe the starting lineup for this offensive line is gonna be Dylan Wade at left tackle, Tate jo- or Jeremiah Wright at left guard, Avery Jones center, which that the the tackles in center are all like basically confirmed for week one. And Tate Johnson at right guard and Gunnar Britton at right tackle. And just to talk about them some more, I mean, this unit very much improved from last year very much improved from last season. And that's all 2023 can be really is when we get further into the position by position breakdown. I don't know what we're going to be doing next quite yet, but humongous amounts of improvement across the board position to position. But the offensive line was the position that probably needed it the most. And with what Hugh Freeze has done, Oh, boy, has this offensive line gotten astoundingly better, especially on paper. On paper. I don't want to sound like I'm such a pumping too much, but on paper, this is the best offensive line Auburn has seen since 2017. And, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much that for the uh, preview for that position. And uh, maybe in the next show we can get the other guys' opinions on the offensive line as well. And to just talk about the – the future of Auburn, the 2024 recruiting class has moved up 18 spots in the last week. They were 47. They are now 29 in the class after getting four commits in the past week. And one guy's not on there. Uh, Shout out to my boy, J.R. Buckner, number one long snapper in the country. He's not on 24/7. I just don't know if he's ranked yet. They don't rank long snappers. It's a, it's a bit weird if you ask me, because long snapper is one of the most underrated positions on the field at any given time. If they can't get it to the punter or the holder correctly, you're going to be down a few points. Uh, but yeah, just going through those. So we talked about in the last episode, Bryce Kane and Kinsley Foston, both committing to the Tigers, and now we're talking about Joseph Phillips, big guy who big linebacker, six foot two, two hundred fifty pounds, committed to Auburn on Friday, and. The kid's good. He is so good. Looking at last season, he had 75 tackles, 19 of those for loss, nine sacks, two force fumbles, four fumble recoveries, and one defensive touchdown. Also, I believe he plays a little tight end slash wide receiver, probably a little tight end. 29 catches or wait. Tw- yeah, 29 catches for 336 yards and six touchdowns as well for last season. But yeah, big bruising tackler. Is going to be an outside presence for the Auburn linebacker core and a huge pickup, picking him up over Georgia and Tennessee, who are also really trying to get Joseph Phillips from Tuskegee, Alabama. But again, just going into this class again, this has been an outstanding class thus far, and as the wise words of Trevon Reed once said, we are not finished yet because there are a lot of other guys that Hugh Freeze is going after, and a lot of guys who are pretty commit or are currently committed. Do a couple of rivalries of Auburn. Uh, and I mean, good lord. The again, I say it. This is a Hugh Freeze uh fan base over here. It's just the recruiting has been outstanding thus far. But yeah, that's all pretty much for the football segment. Keep an eye out for the next show where we are going to be previewing week two's matchup for the Cal Golden Bears. Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere, and even earn money as well, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all. And I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. And to do a little segment that I prepared a little bit. uh, It's called Auburn Around the Globe. And I only this is gonna be a one-time thing, I believe. Maybe not. It could be like a yearly thing, depending on how this ends up going. So former Auburn quarterback Jeremy Johnson leads the Cadillos de Chihuahua to a championship title in the Liga de uh, Good Lord, I've already butchered this. The the Liga de Football Americano Profesional so yeah he also won offensive mvp of the league as well for for that league the lfa as it is formerly called but yeah the undefeated season number one offense number one defense for the cadillas uh jeremy johnson was leading the helm and led them to a championship he is going to be back i believe he's he's already back i believe based on the interview he posted on his instagram uh, he is going back to see his family and, I believe, getting ready for Montgomery Catholic's uh, come, upcoming season as he is the running back's coach. And the last little Auburn around the globe news, former Auburn guard Bryce Brown wins the finals MVP of <laughs> as the King Wilkie Morski Stechin. And I definitely butchered that. Don't worry. That's not probably how it's said at all. As that team wins the Polish Basketball League for the first time ever. And Bryce Brown averaged 16.3 points per game while shooting 46.8 from the field, 42.5 from the three. And he also scored a game-high 24 points in game six. But, yeah, just a little little shout-out to all the Auburn athletes all around the place just doing what they do best and that's winning, and uh, Jeremy Johnson took the LFA by storm, just like Bryce Brown took the Polish basketball league (laughs) by storm as well, and it's no shocker that Bryce Brown was one of the best three-point shooters in that league as well. Now to get to our question, and again, might I add Gregorio Duran with another banger of a question, and again, y'all gotta start leaving more questions because Gregorio, if I had a tally mark on the screen of how many questions Gregorio is, how many It'd, it'd be through the roof it'd be all it'd be up here because gregorio is just popping off of the questions and his question for today is with recruiting continuing to be pretty good within the three major sports which team do y'all in this case just me i'll make sure to ask the guys next time around don't worry gregorio which team do y'all think has the best chance of winning a natty first and that's covering both football basketball and baseball yeah, and looking at it, I think the hardest sport to win a championship is basketball. I, I definitely think that's the hardest one. And I would like to think if the team is as talented as I think they can be, basketball could do it. Baseball, I'm not too sure of. They're, every year, it's the same thing. It's like, we don't know what this baseball team is going to be yet. Uh, I think it's a little too soon to call for baseball because we don't know how a couple of the guys are going to pan out. We don't know if Joseph Gonzalez is going to go for the draft or not. Uh, and a few guys are on that as well or just it's a little it's a little tough right now to call it and I, i'm hesitant to say football as well just because i don't know but i think 2024 we talked about the schedule last last episode i i think football definitely could be closer to winning a championship while well, i also think basketball i think it's between basketball and football and it comes down to the class for 2024 for basketball for me and i think i'm gonna go basketball here strictly because i think they have, or do I want to go football? I'm. I this is a tough question. I wish. I really wish someone else was on the show <laughs> to kind of help pivot this. But yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go basketball. I, I think the the recruiting has been pretty dang good. I think the 2024 class is gonna be really good. And I know it's just a hot right now, but expect a lot more to come. The they always win the transfer portal. Uh, the transfer portal class right now has been awesome. If Auburn can put together a solid 2023-2024 campaign, I think they could be in the marking for it. I think football is going to need a couple years to really get settled. Yeah, I'm going to go basketball. I, I think basketball is def- the uh, the answer there. Baseball, I would love to say baseball. It's just so hard to depict where exactly they are going to be at any given time in any given season. But, yeah, that's, thank you, Gregorio, for that awesome question yet again. It, never seems to amaze me how you are always the one to give the questions <laughs> to us. But yeah, if I had to pick one, basketball. Uh, and I think that'd probably be a unanimous selection from the rest of the guys as well. All right. Now to kind of wrap up the show a little bit, going to talk about... Ooh, wrong one. There we go. Baseball has picked up two more transfers for this upcoming season picked up the commitment of another, I think this is the third in-state transfer, uh, UAB designated hitter Christian Hall from, again, UAB. And to go through a stat line, he appeared in 53 games with 50 starts, all as the DH, batted 370 with 70 hits, 40 RBIs, 11 homers, 9 doubles, and 2 triples in 2022. And, of course, he had two home runs against Auburn on April 5th. And I'm reading right off the UAB page if you want to know why I talk like that. He also led the team in a, in slugging with the 61% and an on-base percentage of 44. He also finished top 10 in the CUSA in batting average, at third, slugging percentage at seventh, and on-base percentage at eighth. And he was named to CUSA second team last season. But yeah, huge pickup at DH. He finally... Nate LaRue is gone, and as great as as great as great he was towards the end of the season, it leaves room for Ike Irish to finally get on the field more. And that opens up another DH role, which I think Christian Hall is going to fill up pretty nicely. And I believe Cole Foster is going to be gone too, so that really helps with the Miami-Ohio shortstop that, just, that transferred to Auburn yesterday. Yesterday's has been recorded. Two days ago, this is coming out. Cooper Weiss from, again, Miami of Ohio. He started 53 games for the Red Hawks, where he batted 303 with 12 home runs, 15 doubles, 46 RBI, 48 runs scored, and also had 17 stolen bases. He also won the MAC Defensive Player of the Year last season. So, yeah, two more big pickups for this 2024 season. There we go, 2024 team. And I mean, Bush Thompson is recruiting at a high velocity right now, expecting a big high school class from him as well. And hopefully a lot of a, a lot of coming-of-age stories for these pitchers that needed a lot more uh, experience than they did last year. So hopefully 2024 can start off and be more consistent than it was this past season. But, yeah, it's a bit of a short one today. Not a lot going on. Uh, just really talking about the offensive line, uh, keep an eye out for more Auburn recruits coming through. Apparently, uh, Perry Thompson, five-star wide receiver committed to Alabama, really enjoyed his visit to the Plains this past weekend or this past week, Really, this past week. But yeah. And I mean, that's all I got today. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at your boy, the tank. That's at Y-A-B-O-Y, the tank. And if you're watching, it's just like right there. It's also in the description below. And while you're scrolling down there, read the description. Leave a comment, leave a like, and leave a question for us. We love answering y'all's questions on the show. And if you want to follow us anywhere, you have us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Of course, you also have us here on YouTube, where, again, like, comment, and subscribe. Ring the bell, too. Why not? Do all the YouTuber stuff. And if you want to listen to us, you have us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And with all that being said, it's been the College Loop Podcast.